chapter six of monte cristo's daughter by edmund flagg this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter six the power of a name the young viscount for it was indeed he whom the gigantic masked brigand had halted was staggered for an instant by this unlooked-for interruption of his journey in pursuit of the beautiful flower-girl he gazed at the huge ruffian in front of him first in bewilderment and then in anger the robber calmly continued to cover him with his pistol as giovanni made a movement with his hand towards a stiletto he wore at the belt of his peasant's dress the man's quick eye detected his intention and he exclaimed in a rough tone of command touch that stiletto and i will blow your brains out the viscount dropped his hand he was as brave as a lion but the bandit had the advantage of him and courageous as he was he instantly recognized the folly of disregarding his warning his rage and indignation however were too great for him to control he cried to his stalwart adversary why do you stop a poor peasant from whom you can obtain nothing you are not a poor peasant signor i am not eh well search me and see you are neither a poor peasant signor nor any peasant at all i have seen you too often in rome to be deceived by the flimsy disguise you wear so unnaturally i know you you are the viscount giovanni massetti well what if i am retorted the young man sharply the fact will not benefit you or any member of your accursed and cowardly band have a care how you talk signor exclaimed the bandit threateningly insolence to your captors may cost you more than you would be willing to pay indeed yes i mean exactly what i say it may cost you your life giovanni glared at the brigand with unflinching eyes he returned threat for threat take my life if you will he said it would be the worst piece of work you have ever done may i ask why signor it would raise my family against you and the result could not fail to be your extermination the man laughed loudly and caustically replied you are joking what can your family do against luigi vampa and his comrades who have long been countenanced by the highest authority this was the climax of insult and giovanni driven to the highest pitch of fury unable longer to control himself tore his stiletto from its sheath and raising it aloft made a frantic dash at the gigantic brigand instantly the latter fired giovanni dropped his weapon his right arm fell useless at his side esperance meanwhile had not been idle his excitement was intense and with it was mingled terrible fear for the safety of his friend nevertheless he eventually succeeded in sufficiently calming and collecting himself to form a plan of action and put it in execution he had provided himself with a pistol which he had freshly charged prior to his departure from the palazzo costi he drew this weapon from its place of concealment at the first intimation of danger 
noiselessly cocking it the road was skirted with tall thick bushes from which projected a fringe of heavy shadows along this dark fringe esprance stole with cautious tread towards the huge bandit as soon as he perceived him standing in the centre of the highway and noted his threatening attitude as he stealthily advanced the moon suddenly rose flooding the scene with its silvery light its rays however did not disturb the line of skirting shadows and esprance passed on unseen when the brigand fired he was very near him seeing giovanni's arm fall and realizing that he was wounded the son of monte cristo promptly raised his weapon and covering the gigantic ruffian discharged it directly at his heart blood gushed from the man's breast he sank to the ground where he lay quivering convulsively in another instant he expired without even uttering a groan giovanni whose arm was badly shattered and who was suffering frightful pain stood speechless with amazement at this sudden unexpected intervention in his favour esprance instantly sprang to his side the young italian stared at him as if he had been an apparition from the other world he failed to recognise him in his peasant's dress with his stained visage who are you he gasped as soon as he was able to find words do you not know me asked esprance astonished in his excitement he had forgotten his disguise you are a stranger to me replied the viscount but my gratitude is none the less on that account you have rescued me from captivity perhaps saved my life i am no stranger giovanni i am your friend esprance what esprance in that dress with that sunburnt countenance i thought your voice had a strangely familiar sound but your disguise proved too complete for me to penetrate it these words recalled to the mind of the son of monte cristo the changes he had made in his appearance no wonder that viscount had failed to recognize him why did you disguise yourself and how came you here at this critical juncture demanded giovanni after a pause i disguised myself that i might follow you without fear of detection you would not listen to reason and i determined to protect you during your rash adventure so far as might lie in my power from the bottom of my heart i thank you esprance you are a brave as well as a devoted friend fully worthy of your illustrious father but how did you know me i too am disguised the fact of my own disguise enabled me to penetrate yours i recognized you almost immediately after you passed me on the ponte sant'angelo what were you the peasant i nearly ran down as i crossed the bridge i was but let us lose no more time we have lost enough already besides more of luigi vampa's band are probably prowling in the vicinity and i imagine we both have had sufficient of the banditti for one night prudence dictates that we should return at once to rome with your shattered arm you surely do not count upon continuing your search for the fair annunziata at present no that is impossible i regret to say i will return with you to rome as the viscount spoke a sudden tremor seized upon him and he leaned on his friend's shoulder for support you are faint from loss of blood exclaimed esprance much alarmed how thoughtless in me not to bind up your wound 
taking his handkerchief from his pocket he wiped the blood from his friend's arm carefully tenderly bandaging the hurt then he made a sling of giovanni's handkerchief placing the wounded member in it the viscount felt easier thus though still somewhat faint you are quite a physician espérance said he not at all replied the son of monte cristo but my father taught me how to manage hurts he said the knowledge would at some time be useful to me and his words have proved true your father is a wonderful man he seems to think of everything to provide for all contingencies thanks to the skill he imparted to you i am now in a condition to start on the homeward journey the young men turned their faces towards rome but scarcely had they taken a dozen steps when the road in front of them literally swarmed with rough-looking armed men who effectually barred their progress in an instant they were surrounded resistance was impossible the two friends glanced at each other and about them in dismay the newcomers were evidently bandits members of luigi vampa's desperate band one of the miscreants who appeared to be the leader and was very picturesquely attired confronted giovanni and espérance he had a pistol in his belt but did not draw it you are my prisoners said he in a tone of authority who are you and by what right do you detain us demanded espérance haughtily who i am replied the brigand in a stern voice does not concern you the right by which i detain you is the right of the strongest we cannot oppose your will however unreasonable and unjust returned espérance my friend is wounded and my pistol is discharged we can only throw ourselves upon your mercy but we are gentlemen in spite of our dress and demand to be treated as such how came your friend to be wounded and your pistol discharged asked the bandit suspiciously my friend was attacked and i went to his assistance answered espérance you were in a fight then resumed the leader turning suddenly to his men he asked where is ludovico he went up the road half an hour since and has not yet returned answered a short thick-set young fellow who seemed to be the leader's lieutenant just like him said the leader always rash always seeking adventures alone i heard a pistol shot some time back he continued looking menacingly at espérance perhaps ludovico has been assassinated if so it shall go hard with his murderers let him be searched for the short thick-set lieutenant accompanied by several of the band immediately departed to obey the order espérance glanced anxiously at giovanni a new danger threatened them the gigantic brigand who had been slain was without doubt this ludovico his body would be found and summary vengeance taken upon them giovanni also realized the additional peril but neither of the young men gave the slightest evidence of fear inwardly they resolved to face death stoically to meet it without the quiver of a muscle in a brief space the lieutenant and his companions returned two of the men bore the corpse of the huge robber they placed it on the grass by the roadside where the full moonlight streamed upon it showing the wound in the breast and the garments saturated with blood a frown contracted the leader's visage he glanced at espérance and the viscount with a look of hate and rage then turning to the lieutenant he said well 
we found ludovico lying in the road a little distance from here replied the short thick-set man with a trace of emotion in his rough voice he was shot in the heart and had been dead for some time the brigands had gathered about the prostrate form of their comrade they seemed to be much affected by his fate ludovico was evidently a favourite as soon as the leader had received his subordinate's report he turned to the prisoners asking sternly which of you murdered this man no murder was committed returned esperance indignantly the huge ruffian shot my friend shattering his arm as you see he was killed as a measure of defence your pistol is discharged continued the leader harshly that you have admitted you killed ludovico i defended my friend whom he had basely attacked said esperance sullenly you killed this man yes or no i killed him enough cried the leader grinding his teeth you shall pay the penalty of your crime both of you shall die he motioned to his lieutenant and in an instant esperance and giovanni were securely bound the young men read desperate resolution and fierce vengeance upon all the rough countenances around them there was not the faintest glimmer of hope death would be dealt out to them at once and in the most summary fashion indeed nooses were already dangling from a couple of trees by the roadside waiting to do their fell work the sight of these dread preparations roused giovanni with flashing eyes he faced the leader of the band beware he cried if you murder us you will have all rome to deal with we have told you we are gentlemen and not peasants i am the viscount giovanni massetti and my companion is the son of the famous count of monte cristo as the young italian uttered these words a newcomer suddenly appeared upon the scene for whom all the rest made way he was an intellectual-looking man unostentatiously attired in a peasant's garb who spoke the name of the count of monte cristo demanded he the leader silently pointed to massetti who instantly replied i spoke the name of the count of monte cristo and he will surely take bitter vengeance upon you all for the murder of his son his son yes his son who stands here at my side ignobly bound and menaced with a shameful death the stranger turned to esperance and examined him closely are you the son of monte cristo he asked visibly agitated i am answered esperance coldly give me some token wait and hope his maxim ah you recognize it do you also recognize this as he spoke the young man held up his left hand and a magnificent diamond ring he wore flashed in the moonlight the newcomer took his hand and glanced at the jewel one that the count of monte cristo had worn for years and which he had but a few days before presented to his son i am convinced said the stranger then turning to the leader he said in a tone of command release these men but they have slain ludovico release them thundered the stranger ludovico should have known better than to have interfered with my friends he was instantly obeyed and the two young men greatly astonished stood relieved of their bonds 
you are at liberty continued the stranger and can resume your route say to the count of monte cristo that luigi vampa remembers his compact and is faithful to it as he spoke the notorious bandit chief gathered his men together and the whole band vanished among the trees like so many spirits of the night End of chapter six